Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Turbocharged MD. I am your host, Rich Force. I am the CEO of Medical Marketing Solutions, your one-stop shop for consulting, website development, search engine optimization, social media, and email marketing media buying, call tracking, CRM. We do sales training workshops and seminars, and we have the Vortex Concierge Call Center to help you schedule all your patient consults and help you get new patients into your practice. So as always, I am super excited to be here today, and we are going to talk about conducting a world-class prospect patient consultation We'll say prospect because they haven't yet become a patient, but once you're done that amazing consultation, they will become a patient. So it's really important is that we understand a structure as to how a consultation has should be done. And of course, we are talking in the private practice, um, cash-based medical sector. So you're going to be meeting your prospects for the first time. Now, every practice has a different way of scheduling their consultations. Uh, I would assume most of you have somebody who is answering the phone and then scheduling the consultations for you and putting them on a calendar. Um, Some of the things that I do recommend prior to that consultation being scheduled is that whoever is responsible for scheduling the consultation does some qualifying. So if the person calls or if the person submits an email and you either have a front desk team or a sales team who is reaching out to speak to your prospective patient that they get some information from them. Uh, Number one will be obviously demographic information, a name and number, an email address, and what specific treatment product or protocol they are looking to take advantage of in your practice. Uh, Maybe just a little bit more information, asking them, you know, what made you call today? Sometimes the uh, prospect will open up a little bit and you can glean a little bit more information, which can be put down in notes, which would either be in your EMR or your CRM, or maybe they're just going to send you an email just to give you a kind of a heads up and you can look at, you know, who you're going to be speaking to. I do think that if you walk into a consultation cold and you're not really sure who that patient is, sometimes it can be a little bit uncomfortable. So, um, I, you know, it's really being prepared. Uh, it's kind of like if you were going to, interview somebody for a job, you know, at your practice, you'd probably look at their resume, you know, find out a little bit more information about them, maybe do a little groundwork, do a little research on them. And whereas you're not really going to have those opportunities to do that in the practice, when it comes to doing that consultation, I do think that whoever's on the front lines of your practice needs to get as much information as possible about your prospect so you really kind of know prior to them coming in you know who they are you know maybe how old they are uh it's actually you know great practice and i'm sure many of you do this is that prior that they come in for 
them coming in for the consultation that you can send them out some new patient uh, paperwork um, just to or intake forms just so you can get, also get a heads up and know any kind of pre-existing conditions they have, get their health history prior to them actually you know, sitting down with you and doing the consultation. So I do think there needs to be a lot of inner office communication. Uh, whoever's once again scheduling that consultation, it'd be great to have a little conversation with them just to see, you know, what they know about the person who's coming in or just to make sure that they are annotating in the notes or whatever system you're using to track your prospects. Uh, we have to remember, depending on the specific treatment that your prospect is looking for, you know, if let's say it's something that has to do with sexual dysfunction, they might be very uncomfortable walking through the door in the first place, thinking that people are looking at them or know why they're coming in. So the first thing we need to do is make sure that your team and your staff is inviting them in in a welcoming way and making sure they have a big smile on their face, not discussing why they're there, um, making them feel comfortable prior to the consultation and, you know, providing them with refreshments or just anything to just put the person at ease. And they could be coming in for a number of things. It could be a, a hormone replacement therapy treatment. It could be sexual wellness. Uh, it could be hair restoration, weight loss, whatever it might be, we want to make sure that they're comfortable because obviously they're there because they have a specific need. You are able to capture their attention through some type of advertising, uh, whether it be to digital or traditional media, and or you got a referral from one of your happier patients who you know, is glad to spread the word and make sure that people know about what great treatment programs you offer. So once again, let's start with knowing who you're consulting with, uh, review the notes prior to beginning, making sure that when you come out, you give them a really nice greeting. I think that it's important for whoever on the medical staff, whether it be a nurse practitioner, uh, whether it be yourself as a physician, uh, any mid-level, whoever it is, that you have a really great attitude, friendly, warm, inviting, big smile on your face when you meet them, shaking their hands. And I know some of this stuff might say, like you might be saying, well, this is really common sense, but I've seen in many situations where, you know, maybe the medical staff's bedside manner to begin with was not great. And that can make somebody feel defensive. So, you know, people aren't coming in there thinking about, I'm going to be sold today. That's not what you want them to think about. Although you are, you know, your end result is you want them to get started on a treatment program and i you know i think it's just so important to really make sure that that person feels super super comfortable because that first impression you know as you know is really important you only have that one chance to make a a first impression and you don't want to blow it right from the beginning. So, you know, when the person comes in, you have them sit down, make them comfortable. Uh, I wouldn't get right into the consultation. Uh, I would definitely get into rapport building, uh, some small talk, you know, finding out what exactly is going on, where they're from, um, maybe find out a little bit about their family life, some of their interests, 
just to make them feel like really comfortable that it's not just, you know, strictly medical. Although, of course, this is a medical consultation, but we want to make sure everybody's at ease. The more you have them speaking right from the beginning, the more information you're able to get from that conversation, then you'll know how to proceed forward. Um, so, you know, make them feel comfortable, make small talk, you know, build rapport. I think that it is really important to have some type of script in front of you where you are have pre-written uh, questions that you know that you're going to be asking them, uh, depending on, of course, what specific treatment they will be speaking about or they're interested in. So make sure you have something in front of you that has a line of questioning where you don't have to read verbatim from it. But you do need to know what your questions are going to be and what is the really important information that you're trying to get from them. I also think it's important to have a notepad and a pen and take notes or you can write actually on their sheet or if you're using some type of electronic system, if you want to make notes into your system, uh, active listening is really, really important. So. You need to be a great listener. You need to really understand what it is they're communicating with you. And you're going to need to be able to uh, regurgitate that back to them before you even get into the pricing aspect of the consultation. Uh, make sure that whatever notes that you do take, that you do transcribe that into your, ER, into your EMR or into your CRM. Um, and then next thing you want to do after you've built rapport is kind of ask your prospect, you know, so tell me what's going on. You know, tell me a little bit about, you know, what it is that your challenges are and, you know, what you would like to uh, get out of this as far as overcoming those obstacles. Anytime you ask a question, you need to let the person just speak. Um, this is not a you, whoever talks the most uh, wins. This is really whoever talks uh, the least is the better listener, and you need to be the better listener. Um, if you rearrange the letters in the word listen, it does spell silent. So whenever you ask a question, you know, look into that person's eyes, pay attention, be active in the conversation, and, and really make sure that you're listening and taking notes. Because, you know, there will be some bits of information that are super important and some maybe not. But at the end, don't forget, they're there for a solution to a challenge and you're their advocate who is there to help them. Uh, when your prospect speaks, you should never interrupt them. That's definitely a no-no in any conversation. So don't think about your next question you're going to ask while they're currently asking uh, the current question, or you're in the middle of the conversation. If you don't agree with something they say, um, I don't think it's appropriate to correct them, but you definitely don't want to interrupt them. You want to make sure that you know they get to speak as much as they like. Now, if you have a time limit on your consultation, it's 30 minutes, you could always move the consultation along by, you know, somebody, some people are long-winded and they like to, to talk forever, it's okay to interrupt in those uh, cases. 
by indicating that, you know, listen, I, you know, I do have patients after you and I really want to get to the crux of why you're here and how we can help you. Um, if I can ask you, you know, a few more questions just to find out, um, exactly again, what you're trying to get out of that conversation. Um, it's really important. And this is, you know, the two most important things to me is number one, finding out what is their why, you know, the why is why are they there? What is it that is going on in their life that made them choose you, number one, and come to your practice? And what is it that they are trying to achieve? And don't forget, you know, all of your treatments and programs, you know, they have their great features, but people are really there, you know, for the benefits. So, you know, if a guy's coming in for hair replacement, you know, it's not really about the machine. It's about what's the results that he will get from that machine. How many grasses are you going to get? You know, how much hair is he going to end up having on his head and how great is he going to feel about it? If somebody comes in with sexual dysfunction, you might have the greatest technology in the world. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to what's the benefit of that technology that you're using and how is that going to help them uh, alleviate or conquer their challenges. So everybody has a why. You know, people come in there with a why. The, the why a lot of times is I'm going to say most of the time is going to be relationship centric. So typically... Um, you know, most of the practices that uh, are on and listening to this podcast are dealing with a wide range of ages. But I think a lot of us, you know, in age management or regenerative medicine, um, anti-aging are, you know, we're talking to people typically in their 40s, 50s, 60s and above. And, you know, most of the time, and I know I've found this from all the experience with all the physicians and practices I've worked with that what really is happening in their life is that, you know, whatever their challenges affects their relationship. So obviously, you know, if it's uh, sexual wellness, we're talking about sexual dysfunction, you know, lack of being able to have sex or perform is certainly going to have an impact on the relationship. Um, same thing with, uh, you know, Age management, you know, people are starting to feel older, they don't have the energy, they're not sleeping well, a lot of times they're irritable and cranky, not getting along with their partner, uh, maybe they have no sex drive, um, if it's something like hair replacement, maybe they're embarrassed because their hair is thinning and they don't feel attractive, they don't feel confident. So, you know, there is definitely that why, and I can tell you that, you know, nine times out of ten, it's something that's affecting their relationship. So you need to find out if they're in a relationship and most of the people will probably, your prospects will probably say yes, uh, or they're looking to get into a relationship. Uh, I think the next question to ask is how is this affecting your relationship and is your partner supportive of you looking for a solution so number one is your partner know that you are looking for a solution and is your partner supportive of you finding a solution and i'll give you a great example you know you if you're talking about you know let's talk about a man who has ed and he's married and you're going to ask him so are you married yes i am 
Um, and is this affecting your relationship? And typically the answer is going to be yes. So, you know, the next logical question would be, so is your wife or partner are, do they know that you're looking for a solution? Um, sometimes the answer is going to be yes. And sometimes the answer is going to be no. Uh, so it's also going to help you figure out if there could potentially be somebody else who's involved in the decision-making process. So, you know, sometimes at the end of a con con conversation, you get the, the spousal objection, you know, I have to speak to my wife. And I think it's better if you ask up front you know, during your conversation, are you in a relationship? Is your spouse supportive? Um, and if they are supportive, you know, are you able to make a decision uh, for yourself as to get started on a treatment program? Because certainly we want to get you started uh, right away so we can tackle this issue and uh, overcome any obstacles uh, you're, you're going to have. So focusing on the relationship, super important, trying to head off that potential spousal objection prior to um it coming up, you know, toward the end of the conversation, because a lot of times you'll have a great consultation and you'll then do a price presentation and the person will say, you know, I want to talk to my wife. And then sometimes you're not prepared to overcome that objection or that objection kind of surprises you. So we don't want to be um, surprised. Uh, next bit of um, advice I'm going to give is that when you're speaking to somebody about a specific treatment program that they came for, and then you start to see that they would benefit from your some of your other programs or treatments. You need to be very cautious as to how far over line you go to start redirecting your attention toward the other part of that equation, which is this person needs other treatments. So I can use as an example, you know, you have a, a, a man who comes in for uh, sexual dysfunction and that's what he's there for. And then you notice that he has like male pattern baldness and then he could really benefit from your hair restoration as well. Um, so now, now you have to really think to yourself, do I want to muddy the water and start talking about hair restoration? Or should I just stay laser focused on the sexual dysfunction, overcoming that, knowing that typically, you know, your sexual dysfunction treatments are going to be multiple treatments. You have many opportunities to talk about your other products and services. So, you know, I get asked by a lot of practices, you know, if somebody's interested in multiple uh, treatment programs, what do I think you should really focus on? And the answer is, I think you should focus on what they came there for um, because what you don't want to do is you don't want to confuse them. And I have seen, you know, quite a few times, you know, practices that I coach that somebody will come in and, you know, come in for one treatment, you know, the, whoever's doing the consultation sees there's an opportunity to sell or mention another treatment and then you have a prospect who ends up thinking to himself, hmm, let me think about which one of these I'm going to do and I'll get back to you. And they end up leaving and doing no treatments whatsoever. So I'm not saying that you shouldn't bundle in 
uh, treatments with other treatments. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be, you know, cross selling and upselling at all times, because I think that is super important. However, I do think that you need to just really stay focused on what they are there for. So next is that, you know, this is a great question. You know, that I like to ask, you know, prospective patients is that if we were able to, or when we're able to uh, alleviate this challenge, um, you know, let's picture your life that you're challenge free. So if it was a guy who came in for the hair restoration and, you know, suddenly he's going to have that full head of hair he dreamed of, you know, what would that, what would your life look like, you know, with a full head of hair? Or you have a female come in for sexual dysfunction, you can ask her, you know, what would it, you know, look like uh, for you to have the sexual function and be able to have that intimacy you know, with your spouse, with your husband, your boyfriend, how would that change your life? And I think that is a very powerful question. It's always a question you can come back to or the answers you can come back to if the person starts to object. So if you have somebody who says, oh, my life would be completely different. My marriage would be a thousand times better. You know, my husband and I would be so happy and then when you actually start to do the pricing presentation and they tell you it's too expensive or they want to think about it, you know, you can just refer back to, you know, Ms. Smith, you know, one thing that we were discussing is that, you know, how much better your life would be once you're able to overcome this challenge. You know, don't you think it's worth the investment to you know, conquer or overcome this challenge now so you can live the life you really deserve and live the life that you really want. So, you know, really try to frame it as a life-changing treatment. And, you know, most of your treatment programs change people's lives for the better, even if it's something like Botox. Um, You know, maybe those wrinkles on that female's head are really bothering her or, creating a lack of confidence, you know, when she's out socially or just in general and having no lines on her face or no wrinkles would be life changing to her. So find out that why, find out how it would change their life and, you know, always make sure you're writing these things down and you have something to refer back to Uh, while you're going through this whole process. When you're, when you refer to the treatments, you should be referring to your treatments as when we get started, um, you know, after your third session, already supposing that they're going to be doing the treatments. So it shouldn't be if you do this, you know, when you maybe do this or if we schedule you has to be substituted with, you know, present tense, we're going to do this. And that's going to make it a much easier transition into actually getting them signed up and enrolled, you know, for that treatment program. So you got now the other thing I would do before I get into pricing and before I would get into actually explaining the treatment program, I would recap with them. I think a recap is really, really important. So a recap would sound something like, you know, hey, Mr. Smith, you know, before we 
talk about getting you started on these treatment programs. I just want to make sure that I have all the facts straight. Um, you're 52 years old. You're an attorney. Uh, you're in a relationship. You've been suffering from sexual dysfunction for the last four or five years. Uh, it's really creating a rift in your relationship um, that to the point where you know divorce has been discussed. And uh, this is really important as far as how it would change your life. It would make your life so much better. And it's just something you've been thinking about for a long time. You know, before I get into the specifics of the treatments, the benefits, and the investment, is there anything that I missed? And, I, and it's really important to do a recap because when most people have an issue or a problem, the only person they're u- typically used to saying it to is themselves within their own head. But when you they tell you and then you kind of say it back or mirror back to them and tell – it shows that, you, number one, you're a great active listener – um, it also has this psychological effect on them where they actually hear for themselves that, hey, you know what, I have an issue that I need to you know, overcome. And yeah, now is the best time uh, to do it. And then there's the price presentation. In the price presentation, you, you know, typically, you know, for most of your treatments, you should have two to three options. Uh, you truly should be presenting what you think is the best option based on your experience you know, as an expert and with your other patients and you have to just do it effortlessly, you know, so, you know, our treatment program, it's a series of 10 treatments. Um, the treatments as a whole, you're going to be doing, you know, twice a week. Uh, it is $4,000 for those treatments. I want to get you started right away and get you booked for your first appointment. So let's get you started. Um, the first thing we'll do is I uh, just need a little bit more, more information from you. Which credit card did you want to use? You know, we do Visa, MasterCard, American Express, Discover. And at that point, you're just going to be quiet. Don't say anything after you ask for the money and let them come back and rebut. Don't try to talk on top of yourself and say, oh, but, you know, to explaining anything more, just, you know, hold it there, hold the line, keep silent and see what their reaction is. Now, hopefully you've done such a great job during this consultation that you've built great rapport. Um, you found out a lot about them. You're able to uh, communicate that back to them. You're a great active listener. You took notes. Um, you discovered their why. You know that this is something that's going to be life-changing. And you know, right then it just comes to down to um, really having them, you know, pay for the treatment. I'm not going to go into this particular podcast. I'm not going to speak about overcoming objections, but I will in our next podcast because this is where you start to get objections. And if so, just because somebody objects doesn't mean that you need to uh, just let them walk away and think about it. So we'll talk specifically about overcoming objections. So I hope that you learned a lot as far as being able to conduct a world-class consultation for your prospect. Um, when you, If you're able to follow these steps, you're going to find yourself having a much higher closing ratio, much better relationship building skills, and uh, more revenue and profit for your practice because you're bringing newer people into the practice. And by the way, the same uh, laws or the same um, – bullet points that we talk about apply to doing a consultation for a different treatment for an existing patient. 
Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This is Rich Forrest. I'm the CEO of MedicalMarketingSolutions.com. You can call us anytime at 833-363-3637. You can reach out to me at Rich Force and MedicalMarketingSolution.com. There's no S on the end. Go to our website, MedicalMarketingSolutions.com. I hope everyone has a fantastic day. And after we get on the phone, make sure you get at it. Thank you.